150! Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 150! Woo! I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hi! You just heard that from the first time, and Jana's here too. Hello! That looks fabulous. What are you eating? Um, I'm eating that- Chipotle Thank you. tacos. If for not, for not, those of you who don't Chipotle. know, I pronounce Chipotle wrong all the time, so I just pronounce a silent L, and it's it like people. aluminum or nuclear. It's fine. Yeah, um, but yeah, this is the build your own kid, so it was like four dollars compared oh, that's to. Epic. You know what? This beer that, that I'm drinking yeah. reminds me of summer. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a uh, Summit Extra Pale Ale. I knew what you were drinking. So, I was trying to get the listeners to. So what this reminds me of summer about is when you're at a barbecue. And you open up the cooler, and it's nothing but Budweiser, and the only semi-craft beer is a Summit EPA. You go for the EPA. And you go for the EPA. And it's really beautiful outside. It's so nice. It's, it's wonderful. So it's and the you, desert you, mirage. And you're, you're just like, you're sitting there, and you're, you're just <laughs> drinking that, and you're like, I really wish I was drinking anything else on this beautiful, like, summer afternoon, evening, waiting for my hot dogs to be done. These kids are screaming. Anyway, head on over to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash carbitrage where you can find two levels of open-ended support that you could do for us. Patreon is a, uh, what is it? A, it's a um, method of content consumers like you <laughs> to support content producers like us. Sorry, Burger like, is like, pre-gaming this episode. Like Bill Gates it is like PBS. It's you nine hours later than we typically do this and it's not a weekend. You're also not a night person. At all. No. I I'm, have to be up and at work at 6 I, in the morning. I'm, I'm currently like almost on my nine. level right now because this is when I like start writing stuff. So. so listen to Ryan. He's got this covered. Uh, but anyway, seriously, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. We it really enables two levels us. of support. We just buy beer with it. Yeah, and, it, it uh, enables. Well, it enables us to be able to actually do this because beer does power the show. But more <laughs> importantly, as we grow, we're trying to get to a point where we're actually be financially sustainable. Right now, beer do does power the show. Um, At some point, if we yeah. ever get more patrons, we'll uh, we'll be able to pay for yeah. some things. Yeah, just sponsor us. We can get me on because they sponsor literally everyone. So I don't. I'm I don't. A okay, sure. And yeah. I'm just sponsor wearing, me, and then I will sponsor. Jenna's, the Jenna's this one. Ryan's girlfriend. Hi, I'm wearing me undies too. <laughs> or the girl Mine have dreidels and yarmulkes. Also on. known as the girl next to Eric. Sorry, I had just turned down because of eating. Yeah. But moving on, we did beer, we did Patreon. Let's and start with the first I'm topic, talking which about Haggerty actually. Wow, uh, I feel like we just ended with that. We did. So if you're listening to episode mm-hmm. 149, it was we ended on Haggerty, and now we're talking about Haggerty. Wow, Haggerty's pretty great. Um, <laughs> they are actually I, not supporting us, even though they really probably should. They sh- uh, they really should, um, especially with how much money you give them. I don't. You don't. Their rates are terrible. Oh well, Haggerty can uh, your rates. But can if you be sponsor good. us, then my rates yeah. might be competitive with their leading competitor, which is J C Taylor. Is which if you're listening, J C Taylor, which you aren't, because you require fax machines to send your damn policy notes to. <laughs> please sponsor us. I love so, that. Is this quid pro quo or is this extortion? <laughs> I am not following the impeachment hearings. Let's move on. Anyway, um, so Haggerty reported that Bloomberg reported what we've been reporting, that millennials actually like cars. Wow. What? We just couldn't afford them for a long time. You mean rap culture hasn't, hasn't like... Yeah, like it's re- it's really weird. Like millennials actually like cars. It's just like when you're paying off two hundred thousand dollars worth of student debt. Not really, but I mean, you know, what I mean. Then we have the arbitrage car of the year, the Mitsubishi Mirage. Exactly, millennials love cars. 
Um, but what I've no- been wondering, um, what do our non-car friends find most interesting as ways to enter the car hobby? Mm-hmm. Like, we all know, we all have our non-car friends. Should and we call what, Johnny? Yeah, like, what, ca- what cars do our non-car friends actually find cool? Because that's actually what millennials are into. Jeep Renegade. That's that's what they find like super cool. Yeah, your nine car friends suck. Yeah, kinda. So my nine car friends, um, what I've got a lot of friends that are into. I mean, the Renegade's um, cool because you get a manual. Yeah. My friend, my friend Josh Erickson, which is a totally normal name. I can say the whole thing. Well, and you're you're looking at wow. Like, what's next? Is it going to be Chad Smith? Anyway, so Josh, he is. Um, <laughs> he got super people. into Bosozoku scooters. Oh, those get stolen all the time. But uh, he really got into them because he's like he really likes the idea because he's an artist. Like he actually like went to school for art. Um, mm, me too. Yeah. So he so he really likes the idea no of like a canvas a canvas for him to use every day as a forms of transportation. Sure. That is a way that he can personalize it. Does so he that's live a in a very s- dense urban environment? He lives in Bloomington, but so he it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Well, no, he lives in Bloomington and he lives like East or West he, Bloomington. West Bloomington, nice. but he's right down the street from like where he works, okay. so like it makes sense to have a sure. scooter, and so he actually has like been saving up to get one, and now he's heard about <clears throat> Bosozoku scooters. Oh no! So now he's saving up to get a Yamaha Jog. So uh, he really likes scooters. I want he's, no part of. He's this. D- he's well, done like, his like research on it about like what he finds really cool about him. He's not necessarily not a car guy friend. He's just not in the car guy community. Yeah, it's that. Sorry, my yeah. mouth's still full. But like, his dad's a mechanic, so We've he's grown worse. up with cars. So he knows a little bit about cars. Yeah, but, but I mean, he's not like super into them. But like, when I talk about him, I'm talking like this is a kid that you know, like hipster vapes, plays magic cards. You know, right? But that. he's combating the public news. Per- persona yeah. which is like we want ride sharing and ubers only yeah. and that's the thing is like josh is like the most millennial millennial i've ever met oh, in my life for sure like he's king millennial like he's got a black cat named um what uh, what is his name i forgot it's I, a really, I don't it's even a care that's but anyway, adorable so like steve Probably or something Paul. alvin alvin <laughs> yeah his, his but alvin. i want to see this cat yeah, so he, uh, josh is like he's really cool but he's like he is 100 percent like what the news says is a millennial yeah sure so um but I no, he's really you setting into, up your story. It's yeah, great. He's, he's very into uh, scooters and mopeds. A lot of my other uh, non-car friends that are from the heavy metal community mm-hmm. uh, who have been driving around really, really... They've had one person in the band that has to own a really shitty Econline van or something. Okay, sure. They've discovered 70s and 80s custom vans. Oh, no. So that's actually another thing that a lot of millennials are into are vans <laughs> because... The thing is, is you have to have some sort of utility that you're getting it out of it. They or it seem has to, to like minivans too. Yeah, yes. and van culture as well. So I've seen several people get into like Odysseys. I'm like, yes, yeah, super into not super bad. into van culture. I'm into <laughs> van culture. Um, but yeah, so scooters, mopeds, 70s and 80s era vans. A lot of my like metal friends like have been posting pictures from like Lucifer's Death Squad, which is a Facebook group. It's all about hot rod and custom van. And, like, it has nothing to do era. with the yeah. name of the group. Yeah, nothing to do with any of that. Um, <laughs> But, like, it's really, they posted a lot of pictures of, like, cool vans with, like, ethereal, like, goat mm. boobs and, like, wizards on it Aww, and stuff. What a sweet kitty. But, I saw a picture boy. of the kitty. Yes, he's a very good boy. Um, but Josh also is into vans as well. Because he, being an artist, wants a big canvas to paint on. And that's what the side of a panel van is. is so one he should be into Dojiban, then. 
then that's another thing. Oh, is yeah, he's he has, also he has discovered those as well. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, four also, things, what he can get yeah, into right now. Yeah, he just moved back in with his grandparents, so he gets to live with, like, two more cats. So it's a three-cat household. But it, so mint. Yes, it's great. The final item that a lot of my millennial friends, I think that this goes for other millennials. I'm only friends um, with Gen X and boomers, as I learned. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm a millennial. Um, cheap and easy to own like classics. Like two millennials. Cheap oh, like that, what was that? 1949. The Kaiser, yeah. The Kaiser. So, like, cars like that are really appealing to millennials because, yeah, you can have the look of a classic car, but you don't have to deal with all the, like, all the you know, bullshit. Like, right. You don't have to deal with regrinding camshafts or your, like, overly aggressive cam. Or you don't have to find some ridiculous, like, fuel accumulator for your Volkswagen Fox that comes off a Ferrari, Ferrari. 308 GTB. <laughs> like, Why does this box have prancing horses all over it? Yeah, exactly. I do have to say, like, most of my friends that aren't car people don't drive because, like, there's a huge stereotype in the queer community that we don't drive. And I've noticed that it's very true that they just don't drive. I have... I mean, I, I guess not a ton, but or they're like, afraid I have to drive. several like LGBT friends, and they are all very into vehicles. I think it's per friend group. Sure. But, um, my, but so another thing we're with, talking about like awkward, like not awkward teens. Sure, like, you're not talking the people that read lavender. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, another thing that's kind of that with millennials with that that easy to own classic thing is I'm going to turn Janice's mic off. It's now. it's something that's. Fun and easy to main to own and like look cool and have the fun experience in, but you don't have to deal with like the BS of it. Like you can still go home, have your normal car, and you have this like like a two CV or something. A driver grade class, yeah, or like a like an early Civic. Like when I sure. say early Civic, a seventies era Civic. But they don't want to deal with like the garbage you have to get with like a Jaguar XK120. Well, and they probably don't want to leave it in a garage because it might be not necessarily their only car, but it might be one of two vehicles. Precisely. So they really do need to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's something that's going to be like it, you can start it up in winter and move it during a snow emergency. Right. And like that's even a, the 850 was like that for me. That was like my first ever nice car. And like there was one day where like all of my dailies were broken and I had to drive the 850. Yeah. And you know what? It was fine. Like, it started right up. It had heated seats. Like, the defrost worked. It wasn't a problem. And it killed that, me inside. that car is easy to own, though. I mean, it's a weirdo car. It, but It has been. Some but, of them aren't. Well, no. I mean, the 850s, like, that's a, that's a good example, though, of yeah. a car that's relatively easy to own compared to, like, like a definitely. Ferrari. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and I think that that's what a lot of people have to look at when they're saying, like, a, what's a millennial car? Is mm-hmm. something that, you know, when you're living in, like, an urban environment. The like, one. Yeah, an EM1 like is a really good, easy to own classic that's fun to drive. You can drive it every day if need be. Um, MR2 Spider. I mean, MR- there are so yeah, many like just awesome yeah. cars and that you could use. Another every day. example is with these '70s era giant boat classics. Yeah, like so they're kind of getting some notoriety, but the ones that are really getting "quote unquote" popular, uh, relatively speaking, are like. The Plymouth Volaris and, like, the Dodge Aspens, the weird, like, compacts from the 70s of the American cars. Sure. Because, like, if you're going to do something that's going to be like a muscle car, you can easily put, like, a 350 into that, make well, a cool muscle car. An but, Aspen was a Fox chassis. No, Dodge uh, Aspen is oh, not a Ford okay. chassis. You're right, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it was the same size, Touché, though. A, re- a relatively small car, though. Right. Compared, were, oh, I'm thinking of the Fairmont? Yeah, you're thinking of the big ones. Fairmont. Yeah. Uh, but... 
those cars, the Fairmonts, the Aspens, the Malibus, those are really are, are more popular for younger millennials that are somewhat into muscle cars because you can get into them cheap. Mm-hmm. They don't have the footprint that like a big giant like seventy three Monte Carlo is going to have. Sure. So you can park it in the city, mm-hmm. and then like. It kind of looks like a normal car. Like, you're not going to get harassed for driving this, like, big, well, ridiculous cheap, car. Because you're not paying for the cachet. And that's the thing. is like, it's a cheap, easy-owned classic. And that's again, falls in that same line. That's an interesting point. I mean, yeah, millennials, I think, are after the usable driver-grade, yep. usable classics. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at these other two. So, Josh, with the scooters, that's a regular means of transportation for him. Sure. So, that's another easy-to-own, like, collector vehicle yeah you have my metal friends that are into like boogie vans and stuff of course that those are their <laughs> band vans so they're actually multi-purpose, I mean, multi-purpose yeah. vehicles and then with all these things it's got to be something that you can make your own where you're not going to ruin the car by straying from what's normal because millennials mm. like to make things weird so that's why a lot of these super high dollar like three hundred thousand dollars oh it has to be perfect Collector builds kind of are dying off because millennials, like, we want to put on our Keystone Classics onto our Malibu. Like, we want to do our weird things. So, yeah, I, I also I, think that, like, because Japanese cars is are be- mic on? Yeah. Okay. becoming, like, super popular. Like, I mean, they've always been popular for us, but now to the, broader, to the collector market, like, yeah. collector market, they're becoming more popular. Yeah, we I talked about that within also, the last year and a half, even. Yeah, yeah, I think that's also has to do with, like, these boomer parents with, like, millennial children. Mm-hmm. And the, the millennial children are like, hey, Dad, I think you should invest in this car. And then the dad's like, well, That's actually can, a very good point. I can kind of actually. relate to that. Yeah, because, like, that's what I yeah, do with my Z8. dad. Yeah, with the like, Z8, you got your dad like, to buy it. I would love this car, but, like, I discounted it over 15 years ago is like never going to happen yeah. way too much money my dad came very close to buying an e30 like for his car mm-hmm. yeah, so i think combined. like we're Talk starting about a usable to classic. influence yeah. our parents and then we're like hey you know so you don't have to store it we can drive it too like and that's the thing i mean that's the boomer mentality i mean it's not just cars like it's yeah. it's their entire mindset and how they live life but like oh yeah i can have a car and just keep it in the garage that's no problem drive yeah. it once a year but millennials are like okay well i want a different, more fun car, which is arguably less special, yeah. but I'm also going to drive it every day. Yeah. So that's where a lot of these cars, a lot of overly specialized cars are dying out. You know, it's like, it's like evolution with animals. Like, yeah. if you're overly specialized, you're going to go extinct. Rip koalas. Yeah. Rip Sabretooth Tiger. Yeah, Sabretooth Tiger and the Austin Healy Frog Eye Sprite. Even though <laughs> I think that one might actually make a comeback. I love that car. They're probably touching um, tips. But like, like the Corvette, like things like that are overly specialized yeah. in one or many we'll, ways. We'll call it maybe overly niche. Yeah. And well, again, overly specialized. It's right. Just like a, it's, but it's like an with, animal. With cars, though, I mean, specialized isn't really a term I hear all that often. Well, I'm models. just, I'm just, I'm, what I'm using is I'm using a, a uh, a using uh, it, what what it, would that be? Paleontology? No. Archaeology? <laughs> what, what human Defin- evolution? Definitely not. No, no, I'm not talking about human evolution. I'm talking about what would a sa- who who studies a saber toothed tiger? Yeah, that would be a, a paleontologist. Sorry, what's your paleontologist? An archies like there, so many different people study. Anyway, so I, I was using a paleontology, archaeology, human evolutionist, whatever. Science term. In the spirit of evolution, we've spent 15 minutes on the first topic. Let's so, uh, evolve. Let's, to topic let's evolve two. into topic two. 
So you guys are familiar with uh, late model Mopars, right? Specifically, yeah. we'll talk about anything that's got the scat pack. and Everything the... with those stupid little yellow things on it, Yeah, right? the splitter guards. That's what they're called. I want to talk about this. Okay, let's talk about this. they're yellow. The first time you saw one out in the wild, you're probably like, what the hell is that? They're supposed to be removed during a PDI. Oh, really? Some people, yes. Um, some people saw them on their vehicle before they took delivery of them and insisted they left on. Okay. Same. I, I have a hard time saying this with a straight face because they're so That's ugly. Great. Dodge hates this. <laughs> so they have changed the color of the front lip splitter guards from yellow yeah. to pink. That Perfect. makes it better. Yes. I think it's cooler that way, but yeah, also but they're in the cool. process. This is an intermediate step. They're actually going to change them to black so people can just leave them on as splitters. <laughs> so because dumb. they're so sick of people leaving you this garish happen. yellow thing you know on. You know what's going to happen? There's an aftermarket for those now. There already is. There's <laughs> companies that makes, red bu- that makes red buds. I love that. That's really funny. I so there's an aftermarket pink. for something that isn't even an OE part. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> I just love that it's pink because anybody who buys these cars article, are going to be like, oh, pink. And we're going to be like, oh, pink. God, look at those So things. here's a photo of the uh, the yellow ones that we all hate. The Challenger's arguably worse because I think the, the Charger one goes all the way around the front. No, it doesn't. It doesn't? They do it just the corners. Okay. But anyway. There's a car. I don't have a picture of the pink ones. Yes, they do. No, no, they don't. It doesn't exist. Anyway, this isn't good radio. Um, let's move on to your next click topic, click which click is click about click. the four-cylinder BMW. I have B48 two in a row. Power oh, because geez. Jana didn't have one. Wait, what? Did I, what? I, we were gonna try and get you one, and you, uh, okay, fine. So they're pink now. Um, fine. That looks so much better. I agree. It should be pink. I would probably leave did it. Did you there. want to talk about a topic, honey? Uh, no, but. <laughs> I could tell a story from from driving the other day. Yeah, so that's a topic. Because I always drive Wait, down. There's something in here from Haggard. No, no, that you put that just Jana thing in I between didn't mine. Move it. Uh, I didn't. That's fine. Uh, Sorry, Jana. Anywho, so like on my way to work, driving uh, north on Highway 100, I was in the slow lane because I was coming. Also close known as the right lane. Um, yeah, the right lane, um, and. Because I was like two or three exits away from work and traffic was going fine. So I was going perfect 60 in a 55 in the in the um, right lane. And all of a sudden, this white like Dodge Vaughn in front of me turns on its blinker. And I'm Wait, like... Like a, a Dodge B-Series I don't know. Just, just a, a like white a rate van. Oh, okay. So, so, so a, a, a rate van. So I, I just wanted to or... say something fun, but okay. I don't That's care. That's such a bummer that they're... And so they turn their blinker on, and I'm like, oh, they're going to turn on Excelsior. Like, they just turned on their blinker really suddenly, and their speed goes from 60, and they're slowing down to, like, 40. And I'm like, dude, why are you slowing down so quickly for this exit? Like, this is in, this is madness. And then they start pulling off to the shoulder, and I'm like, I'm not going to stop on a highway because no. this person's pulling off. Yeah. So I kindly maintain my speed and go, like, not quite over the other lane, but I, like, scoot over so I can get past them. Sure, and you I'm do like, the little wiggle. I do a little wiggle, and, like, I know I'm within the lane. And, <laughs> or, it's like, maybe, lane. like, on the line. Oh, I forgot I had the but <laughs> some, some, like, forced green Honda Accord blows their horn at me. 
Because I'm like scooting a little bit. So once I by four screen Honda Accord, you know it's from the 1990s. Yeah, okay. I'm picturing a 1996 CD Accord. Yeah, Dan. That's a CD Accord. <laughs> exactly what it is. A bumper. It's like kind of hanging off in the corner. And yellow headlights. You know, from the middle lane. You guys have ruined me. They like honk like viciously at me like. Orion Honk, like they're super freaking annoyed. One even... second, we need. I don't know. Orion Honk Orion... is like I'm questioning life. Honk. No, Orion Honk is a, I lay on the horn until one of the horns overheats and stops blowing, and then I just it changes tone. Like that's, is... I, I, I that's I don't blow that's my... me in high beams. I leave it on until that person's no longer in the lane in front of me, which can yeah. sometimes last hundreds of miles. Mm-hmm. I my, I laid on the horn for well over. <laughs> A minute before. So. But yeah, so like <laughs> this accord's obviously very angry at me, but I'm like We're not petty. You're you're coming from the middle lane. You yeah. saw exactly what happened where this person has had their blinker and on. American lanes are ten feet wide. Yeah. There's plenty of petty. And I'm there. like Yes, that's true. And everyone else behind him had like no problem. Like they all zoomed past me. Let me guess, this person saw that you were going to move over to let this person off and yeah. they probably accelerated. They did. So you could be in their way. Yeah, and I was just like, wow. And I could feel that they like looked at me. They probably flipped me off, but I don't look at people in their cars. <laughs> oh, I do, and then I give them the whole. But like, I just kind of like <laughs> exasperated my arms. Burger and I'm, like, makes fellatio gestures with his hands, both hands. So I just like As threw I'm up my arms, and I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking stop, like. <laughs> Especially, on, yeah. She, she lost her blanket. Espe- yeah, I lost my one blanket. One second, I'm gonna help Jana. One no, second. I'm no, sitting on fine. it, so oh, it's fine. Okay, I thought um, it fell on the ground. No, I'm sitting on it, so it doesn't fall on the ground. But like, I was like so angry because I'm like, I'm on a highway. I'm not gonna slam on my brakes because no. this person didn't put their hazards on. Like in Europe, it's I don't know if it's against the law, but like it's really bad yeah. to ever even hit your brakes on the highway. Yeah, like I was already nervous going 40. Yeah. In a 55. Like, I'm not, like, stopping on. Sure. Like, I'm not stomping on my brakes. And I just was so mad because everyone else was okay except for this 90s forest green accord. I was so. A CD, 96 sedan. Like, I was just, like, so mad on my way to work. And I was like, you guys. All because of this one accord just ruined your day. Well, yeah. and the Pro tip. So, so what's the moral of the story here? Do the not buy story... a Forest Green 1996 CD Accord automatic. The moral that of the story is actually true because it will be stolen. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. The moral of the story is when you're pulling over on the side of the road, use your hazards, not your blinker. Yeah. Uh, and Don't screw up traffic. Be assertive. And if you see somebody swerving into your lane... What you think is going to be into your lane, don't honk. Because, well, I mean, if you think they're coming at you, Avoid them. Avoid them. Honk only if they're going to drive you into a mechanical barrier. Exactly. But, like, you can, like, the highway's just so... Anyway, so the uh, BMW four-cylinder B48-powered GR Supra that Eric is going to talk about is now being talked about. We love the... Fabulous, amazing B fifty eight powered Toyota Supra. That Debatable. Was, but anyway, actually, I no, love it was it. Our, one of our car yeah, guys. I, know, I, I love it. I just want. I, I like car. riling you up. Great car. <laughs> they are unfortunately breaking the four cylinder powered one here. Wait too. a minute. Wait 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 a minute. Yeah. Um. The BMW Celica. four cylinders. Ooh, ooh! It's as bad as you think. I, what was the one that was in the E3 is S14, right? 
Yeah, the third that, that was, was good. That was the last good one that I can think of. Mm. That's the last noteworthy force in the make. No, the, the 1991 318 i engine was good, too. Okay. After that... I'm 29 years old as of yesterday. Really so. bad. Really, really bad. So do not ever, do not ever, 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 ever buy one of these. Don't do it unless you're going to put an LS in it or a 2J. This is a bad idea. Do Wait a second. Wait. Oh, wait. Ow. My ears. All hurt right. This now. this irritates me even more because you I just remembered what Toyota just made a really kick ass four cylinder in the Corolla. Yeah, the one point eight supercharged. No, the, the two, two point, four. Two point four. The super- two four that's in the the, the two four in the, the Corolla the Corolla hatchback. Well, that was fine. That's a great engine. It's not as good as the GRMN Yaris engine, which is not federally mandated for America yet. But this is so fine. they're they're federally mandating a trash engine. To put into the Supra, that's going to suck. Your point is, Toyota makes an awesome NA four-cylinder. There's no reason to put this BMW trash into this thing. So, this is the B48 BMW engine. (sighs) It's not as bad as the N20. It is not as bad as the N20. And I hope, I hope, I do not know the answer. I will provide you with the answer when I know. Toyota provides a different service schedule and oil weight for this engine than BMW does. Because if Toyota specs a 5W40 in that 5,000-mile interval, we're fine. But if they go with the BMW 0W20 in 15,000-mile intervals, we're screwed. That's what they're going to do. I know. But, like, Toyota sometimes, sometimes it's better. Hey, why is this called a Supra? Yeah. Yeah, that's a Celica Supra. It's a Celica. Well... Also, no, it shouldn't even be a Celica. What should it be? I am. Uh, it's, it's, it's a me angry car, is what this is. No, I'm trying to think of it. This is a Toyota Sports 800, but how many? It's a Toyota Sports 2000. Yeah. That's what it is. Trash. I'm trying to think of the only other Toyota 2 Not by 2 to be confused plus, or, with the other Toyota with Edge 2000 on its name, which is good. Which is what they were totally trying to design. And then, I only picked this topic to tell you to please not buy this. this Go really buy the six-cylinder one. The four-cylinder one's trash. Do not buy so, this. So, all right. How much horsepower does it make? It must make some insane... 245 horsepower. What? Seriously? Yeah. 245 yeah. horsepower. Yeah. I mean, you can tune them up to a bunch, but yeah. That's a totally reasonable amount of power. Yeah. So, you're trying to tell me that Toyota doesn't make a single 245 horsepower? Did I mention this engine shared with the BMW X1 least special? X1. Oh, God. Yeah, the front-wheel drive Mini Cooper-based BMW. Which That's is... That's to Karen's. That, which is... The engine's known for reliability. The B- no, no, wait, wait a minute. It's actually not. It's the, known that, exactly see, the opposite. Yeah, you were, it's yeah, not you were close. Reliable. You were close. It is known for being objectively actually bad, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Yep. So yeah, yes. Yeah, so it's known for being a terrible... For the love of God, do not buy one of these. Tell Toyota that they've made a huge mistake, because they've made a huge mistake. So... Well, all right. How this everyone a- else feels about the B58 Supra, I feel about that one. <laughs> Toyota makes, so the engine that's available in the XSE mm-hmm. makes 170 horsepower. And how much is that? Two, that? 245. 245. And, and it's a shelf so, of torque. I mean, it's not even close on power. So I could, uh, but they could, they could federalize the GR engine and it would be within 20 horsepower. Yes. And then it's not that hard. Also, what they could do is just put a supercharger on it, on the dynamic force four-cylinder, the M20A. Yeah, if they could even supercharge their 2.4, it'd be great. Like, that'd be a really good engine. Uh, uh, so, Toyota, um, just no. Well, that's a segment. That, that, was, that was the Corolla engine. Even if they put the flat four in there, it would be better. Anything. Anything. 
Well, actually, the flat four. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. that's turning out to be a real big okay, trash pile. That's true. The integrated timing pump thing. That's bad. Um. So actually, what I want to do is I want to change. Thank you, Subaru. <laughs> Subaru. We loved the FA when it came out, but it turned out it's not that great. No. It turned out to be actually very bad. Um, so poorly. <clears throat> uh, would you like to play a game, or would you like to give some buying advice? Because I can easily switch mine around. I'm kind of curious. Which one you'd rather do first? Well, we just did a game, so I guess buying advice? Okay, let's do buying advice. We'll end this episode with a game, too. So sure. it'll be fun. Works for me. All right, so Jana's dad has chosen his vehicle. Yes. Um, but this is a question that was is raised to me. Is it a Honda Pilot? No, no. It, he was looking for... He drives a Honda Ridgeline. He was actually looking for this. A family-friendly convertible. Has to be a convertible. Okay. That Good. is Good as man. reliable as possible. Can fit four people and in it. And a dog. And a dog, yes. Four people and a dog. Well, the dog counts as a person. The, okay. Yeah. The dog can sit on a lap. Um, can fit He's four people. One dog. second. We can fit four people in it. It's got under a hundred thousand miles and costs under eight thousand dollars. Good lord! What is that? What e- vehicle would e- you? E forty six BMW three thirty CI with a maintenance history. That would be a good car. That's it. He chose a V six Solara. That's a horrible. That's a horrible decision. Why? Yeah. They didn't come in manual. Yes, they did. And they're yeah, floppy. Not the convertible, they didn't. Well, I mean, but still. That... No, no, it's a horrible card. Like, that's, that's a, when Karen thinks about a convertible, she <laughs> flicks her bean to <laughs> well, the Solara. The thing is, my, my dad tried the Volkswagen Beetle convertible, and that didn't turn out for him. So he's trying to do a, a Japanese one. convertible. So, so this is actually what I recommend. You can't get an IS or a G convertible for that kind of money. No, you can't. And now, this is what I was going to recommend. Because <clears> you're kind of relegate. You have to suck it up. And unless you buy an old BMW, which, which you, you have should to, do you in should this do. case. You should yeah. do. But say, for whatever reason, the person doesn't want it. Um, My stubborn father. Yes. <laughs> you're you're going to be likely getting an automatic. So we have to put our automatic... Or anti-automatic stance aside. This is E46 why I, 328 convertible, which had the GM 5L40E, which is indestructible. So, this is what I told him. Okay. SC430. The back seats are not capable of supporting any human life over 2.2 years old. Mm-hmm. But it is technically a four-seater. For insurance purposes only. But it Scott is a and I test every rear seat in every convertible. The only one that's even close to as bad is the Mini Cooper convertible, which has rear seats. We should also know that the Mini Cooper convertible is a terrible decision. It is a horrible vehicle. <laughs> Very with bad vehicle. Non-existent rear seats. The SC430 rear seats do not exist. They cannot be used. Okay. They're only there for insurance so purposes. So not the SC430. Do not buy an SC430. Unless you just want the VA noise and two people, it's fine. <laughs> no, like this specifically, and it has to be easy to get in and out of because my brother has limited mobility. E46 okay. Same thing with the dog. 328 because it is the only one that for sure has the reliable automatic which sustains neglect. You can just buy any one you want and $1,000 will fix it for like 100,000 miles. What was that? Uh, did Mercedes make a good three, uh, they three made, series convertible? The CLK convertible was okay, but 
You did, have that, to... did that have the terrible air suspension? No. No, they're coil so... spring, but you do have to worry. You have to buy one with more than 150,000 miles on it. Okay. Which he's not willing Be- to do. Because if you buy one with less than that, it could still have the cylinder delamination problems mm. that the, uh, the 112 and the 113 had. Nope. This makes it very difficult, doesn't it? We had this exact conundrum when we when bought the convertible to... for Florida. Because we needed something with four seats, it needed to be under ten grand, and it needed to be reliable. What we came up with was the Mercedes CLK. And I said no, because cylinder delamination problems. Very good and I decision. said yes to the ZF, not the ZF, the ZF one's trash because the reverse explodes. But the General Motors is automatic, so the big displacement early convertibles. What, what, what we a, ended up with was an 01330, which some of them better. have that. Some have that. Some have the trash trans. Oh. Oh. God. We, that, we, that, got that's a, a f- we got the better engine with the more reliable trans, and the car was perfect. So this is a question I can actually pose. What about a really, really, really late model fourth-generation Camaro convertible? No. Because they have to look at it. Yeah. No, but like even like the top mechanism and like getting in and out of it, not happening. Not it's happening. body and frame, just it's there's no space. Wait, that's a body and frame. Get out of town. Fourth gen, fourth gen, nineties. Yeah, like that ended in 02. That's body and frame. Get out of town. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's monocoque. It's it's, least, I, I know a, a it's third at least gen, like partial subframe. A, a subframe was monocoque. No, no, no. But they had like they had like frame in the forward, and then they had like a unibody in the back with a subframe. Okay, some modified monocoque. Yeah, I forget the term for it, but there is like a partial... A partial monocoque, yeah. It, either, either way, it's live axle and just, no, don't do it. So that, that wouldn't be that good. That, this is a very, I, very I difficult... I you need to buy an E46 convertible with the GM 5-speed automatic. I'm going to go with, actually, I think I might have to be stuck with the Solara. Because that's the only one where you get a reasonable back seat. That's a worse back seat than the E46. Yeah, but at, substantially worse. At the same time, like say something does break, like it's gonna be a lot cheaper to maintain. If you don't get one that has sludge problems, yeah, probably. That is a very <laughs> good point. Three point three, like your van does have horrific sludge problems. So yeah. But like we're back to square one. Right? It's got to be the, the BMW. The like, BMW, and then you put really five hundred bucks into the cooling system, and you just roll the dice. I would. I think that might be it. The, and, and, it and they drive so nice. <laughs> They're really good cars, and they work. See, the thing is, my dad's never going to listen to me. Like that's my yeah, issue. Yeah, he, he, he'll he'll. So keep... what has he suggested so far? Solara. The Solara. So he'll end up with the Solara. Yeah. Because yeah. people buy cars and, but, and they just want your confirmation. Actually, to be honest, no, he doesn't even ask. Yeah. Me. Like, I give it to him unsolicited. And, it's like when you walk down the street and somebody just shows you their penis. It's just. It's oh, it's like so, the man in the park with the big trench coat. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I'm, like, I'm like that with my automotive, so like, automotive opinion. So whenever I like talk to my dad about the cars I like, he'll be like, mm, "Actually, no. you know what? Wait but a like, minute. Wait a minute. Fiat 500 with a manual. Fiat yeah, 500 convertible with a manual. It's not. No, the top that back doesn't seat's go down, reasonable. The top doesn't go down enough for my." For them, like, like they're I not like gonna your answer. Like That's a good super answer. reliable. I would love that, super but cheap. back seat isn't gonna fit my brother. Yes, the back seat's not gonna fit my dog. I yes, actually will. no no Toyota back made a version. Toyota good. made a version of that. The Toyota Soar Aero Coupe. Can we look up a 1989 Toyota Soar Aero Coupe? Because this is a Fiat okay. 500 convertible that is a Toyota 
It has an automatic transmission. It is exceedingly reliable. And it's safe. You can roll it over. Dude, and this is a Bauer. That's, See, this like, isn't happening. <laughs> and no, a good and one like, apparently is expensive. Mm, like, that is so under eight grand. Or just, over eight grand. Damn it. So... I've told my father that I want a Fiat 500 C, and he goes, that's a good car for you. I'm never going to help you with that. Financially, he means. Well, is your dad a Republican? Yes, he is. For no reason. For no reason, he's a a confused Republican. Now, I think the correct answer, answer, I think, might actually be a 500 C. See, see, he poses the question. That is the, yeah, for an an idiot, that's the best answer. A 500 C or a BMW. Like it's gonna be questions. So when yeah. when his decision goes wrong, yeah. then then we swoop in and we slowly get him in a better vehicle. Yeah, that's actually how we got him out of the Volkswagen. So yeah. when you're shopping for the Solara that he will end up with, make sure you find one that has the sludgiest three MZ you can possibly yeah. find. Yes. And then well and then because make my I told drive he, it to he, college. He <laughs> bought he bought the, the Beetle knowing that it's not a great change. car. You have to be able to know it's not he a great car. Bought a Beetle. Yeah. So the, what, sight unseen automatic. Sight unseen automatic Zero nine G problems immediately happened. Immediately had to put a transmission into it. Then the taillight flew apart, like happens on a Beetle. The only thing it didn't break was the only thing that was reliable on the car, which is the two point five liter, which had a vacuum pump that was hemorrhaging oil. Mind you, I was going to North Carolina. So he bought it in North Carolina. Mind you, I was going to North Carolina two weeks after he bought it. Oh my god! He knew that it's a premeditated trip. So anyway. Yeah. Okay, you said, you said you said under ten grand and under hundred thousand miles, right? Yep, I I think a Fiat five hundred C or a BMW. I be. really really hate to recommend this, but an 05 four point six liter Mustang convertible. That's a really killer idea. Yeah. Freaking Republican but... boomers love those things. Not only they're actually really... pretty fast. They're pretty reliable. They have decent back seats. So like, yeah, that'd be a good car. And actually, no, actually, definitely a what, Time out, time out. One second, one second. You're, her dad's burr. We have an entire conversation about this. But yeah. no, actually, this is a really good point for your dad because, um, Jimmy. your brother, your, your your brother also is in diapers and everything. Corey wants a Jimny. A Jimny, yes. Yeah. We also um, want a Jimny, which is why it's on that thing. Wait a minute. We totally forgot about trucks. Because a Kia Sportage is, has a convertible, the first generation Kia Sportage. And it's got a Mazda 4 cylinder. No. No, he wants a city cruiser. No. Uh, he's going to end up with a Solara, but I, I do think that the, the 4.6 liter 3 valve, 05, so the first year of that retro style Mustang. So the retro style Mustang, first year of that. They're not inspired, but they're pretty good cars. So, first generation, mm. new, new retro Mustang. Yeah, yeah. The, the first year of the not bro Mustang. Yeah. Uh, you have the. Uh, Fiat 500C. Yep, great car. Or the BMW 330CI. We'll say 328CI just to make sure that they get the right trends. So uh, 328CI, specifically E46 convertible. Just make sure it's got so the GM trends. So when the Solara dies due to sludge issues. Those are your three options. We're, we'll we'll we move on to the, the Mustang, and then we'll go Probably to the BMW the eventually. Yeah. Yes. And then eventually he'll have a good... Then I'll have a, there new, we co- then I'll have a new customer. Yeah, right. So, Eric, why don't you give us one last topic, and then we're going to go play the Carbitrage Worth It game. <clears throat> so, do you guys remember, some time ago in the 1990s, Audi, Audi yes. had an unintended acceleration suit. 
That yeah. was yes. pretty the, big news. The C1s. 1993, 1994. Yeah, the C1. Nobody yep. remembers it anymore. The year I was born. No, a little, I, I, a no, I, from later? The, I remember it well, because... Well, you do because you work at Good Karma. Because, no, this is why I remember it. Because I almost ran over a technician because I put an Audi 5000 Allegedly. into... Allegedly. No, I'll, I'll admit it. I almost <laughs> ran him over. I put an Audi 5000 into reverse. Okay. And <laughs> it just started accelerating on me. Like crazy. Yeah. I had to slap into neutral. Like what it, is I, it had the unintended acceleration. But anyway... What is Mark, it called when a when a law like you committed a crime so long ago that it doesn't statutes count? of Sat- limitations. Statute of limitations. It, it's statutes of limitations. Okay, fine. You can't be charged for yeah. it anymore. Mark, well, now that Mark it, had it, a C six A six two point eight Quattro. Yeah. Back in the day, randomly the accelerator would jam on full. Oh, oh no! It was like I just drove to the airport with this thing on full throttle. Oh. I'm just like. No. Oh yeah. Anyway, the, neither yeah. nor there. It, when I was in college, two thousand nine ish, two thousand ten, yeah. yep. Toyota was Toyota. going through the yeah. same thing. You That's guys clearly all remember that. I just, I just, so I, <laughs> I had a super. sticker that I get from the auto oh, show the no. year before. It said Toyota moving forward. <laughs> and then I took a solar sharpie and I put it on my Supra, and below it I wrote indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> I would have written unintentionally before moving forward, moving but forward unintentionally. <laughs> Toyota unintentionally moving forward. <laughs> Uh, but that anyway, that was their ad slogan at the time. That's how they got rid of moving forward. Oh my god! I like that's that. literally why it went away. Like they 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 put the kibosh on that immediately. I think they this had... is this is when Bandit was made in like 2006. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this is so they put the kibosh on that. I think that like very briefly they brought back. Oh, what a feeling! Because like much better slogan. Yeah, mm-hmm. way better. Um, so anyway, as I was getting to. <laughs> There is now a third contender in the room. Just announced Tesla is yes, now being investigated for unintentional acceleration. My favorite mm. thing, as much as I hate like Trump and Elon having Twitter, yeah. Elon sends back a tweet that says, no Tesla has or ever will have any unintended acceleration. What? You I'm just like, that? weird. You're telling me that your consumers that drive your vehicle and their floor mats jam the accelerator yeah. in the full position are idiots? So speaking of that, we had a customer, apparently, during the Audi one. Sure. He had, or no, sorry, this is uh, Toyota. One. It must have been the Toyota one. It was the Toyota yeah. one, yeah, because this, this is right when that happened. He brought the car to the dealership um, because his wife's car was doing that. And what he, he was smart enough. He put it in neutral until it got over itself and put it back in drive. Sure. Mm-hmm. And this is before they did it. He brought it to the dealership twice and couldn't find the problem. And one day he goes and picks it up, and it starts doing it as he gets on the highway. Puts it in neutral, coasts back down, pops it back and forth into gear to get it there, mm-hmm. and then parks it right in front of the sales floor, bouncing off of rev limiter, puts it in park and walks up the service and goes, it's doing it now. Nice. <laughs> well, it is, and he had like a, like a camera going, <laughs> about that loud. Yeah, I've been in a car. Good to see the pew shooter just lighting on fire. Yeah, I've been in a PT Cruiser with the floor mat stuck in the accelerator. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to die. It was terrible because I was in a PT Cruiser. Well, you're going to die anyway. Yeah. 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 So I was just like. Everybody dies. Fuck. Oh, you just hopefully, hopefully it's not in the PT Cruiser. <laughs> but yeah, so like I, that can happen any. It, it can, like, but, I mean, it's always something else. I mean, in the so, 90s, it was a cable-driven throttle. Like, there's no electronics yeah. to do that. Well, Toyota, their, you know what their thing was? Is it would corrode across. It would, it would corrode the terminals. Hmm. And the Toyota one, the throttle, if I remember correctly, the actual throttle itself, like what 
the way the rheostat works is this natural state wasn't full open. It could be if it had a, a like a Valvetronic or something like that. Where no, but I mean, I mean, they actually, because that's when they were first using drive-by-wire. And everybody's afraid of drive-by-wire um, for but a the little thing bit. Is, well, I don't know if the, what brand of throttle body they were using, but like the Bosch ones I'm familiar with on BMWs and everything else, they have two completely redundant rheostat circuits in yeah. them. But no, what the Toyota one would do is it would, um, throttle would basically corrode from salt. Sure. And it would corrode into an open position. I bet what would happen then is they're probably the the corrosion would happen between the voltage feed to the throttle body think, and the sense signal. Yeah. And they're zero to five volts, so five volts would be open, and if it's sensing that's what it was doing. Voltage yes. bleed. It's exactly what it was so doing. So it's yeah. amps problem. Yeah. It's the company that manufactured the connector for the throttle body. So anyway, that's a Toyota. It was a really quick fix. They just did it, and but of course they they said <clears throat> it was it was floor mats first, and then they. And work in the Audi era, it was floor mats. But that's what Toyota said too. Originally, Toyota originally. I know. Said, I did a paper yeah. on this in 2010. Awesome. I, I was in auto tech for this, so we were actually studying this as it was actually happening. Cool. It was really cool. Yeah. So, I love was, when you get to study. And history. I was doing electronics events. then, so I. Did. What you got, stud man? Exactly. Neutral drop it. Um. Anyway, so now Tesla. I guess what, what's wrong with them is that like nothing. Nothing. It's just people. It's with people it. being dumb. I mean, like, what are, ima- so? imagine having your car on autopilot, and then it like tries to veer out of the lane or something. So you correct for it, and you start driving normally. You don't realize that your radar cruise is still on. Oh. If you move lanes, your car will accelerate at tremendous speed in the lane next to it because there's nobody in front of you. So it's probably something like that where it's using the radar cruise system. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so. This leads me back to Elon Musk is he is selling cars to fools and now he's getting he's dealing with fools. People that are coming out of Toyota Priuses are now in Teslas and they're doing the same thing. They're yeah. once a fool, always a fool. Yeah. I, I don't know how the relationship between the nineties Audi and the Toyota Prius in two thousand and ten happened. But either way, it's the same idiot just migrating to different well, vehicles. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because the Prius around then was that was like the cool car to have if you were like rich liberal. But it's worth noting that Teslas do have neutral; they can be engaged at speed. Perfect. Don't be an idiot. Yeah, exactly. You can turn neutral it off. Neutral is your friend. So, yeah. I got an idea. Okay, let's play a game. <laughs> we are going to play the Carbitrage Worth It Challenge. A, a what challenge? The Worth It, worth it oh, I Challenge. I said, where is it? The Carbitrage yeah, Worth where It... where is this car, specifically? you got to give me... The Carbitrage exact... Worth It Challenge is all about finding two cars that are at completely different price ranges and seeing which one is going to be the best value for money. So, January 29th, 2020, <laughs> my golden birthday, by the way. Uh, Happy congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um... <laughs> I've always said that oh. so enthused. So, on that day, not only did I turn 29 years old, but the 240Z set a new precedent for U.S. domestic market Japanese car overall price, where one sold for $310,000, absolutely bananas. 
Uh, given so that insane. being said, this is like literally the best possible, most iconic 240Z you could ever get. It's British. It's in whatever green color British it is. Green. It's a greenish one. It's in the really green green. It's got a beige interior. It is gorgeous. It's got the white stripe. It says 240Z on it. It's very cool. It's a Series 1 with the turn signals in the proper locations. Which is ugly as hell. I like everything about this car. Um, so this is like literally the best 240Z you could ever get. It's got 21,000 original miles on it, and every piece of everything has been documented on it. Mm. So it's, if there's ever going to be a $310,000 240Z, this will be it. Um, also, side note, uh, MS Classic Cars LLC Super, super shitty company because they bought this car from the estate of the original owner. Mm-hmm. They bought it for $35,000, whatever going rate was for a normal one. I don't know what they bought it for, but they bought it for going rate of a normal one. Sure. And went around and turned it for $310,000 and not giving a damn penny to the estate. That's pretty wow. shitty. Yeah. I mean, it's solely within their right, but you can be within your right and still be a dick. So Martin well, Chicrelli like, was a dick, and like these the guys are a dick thing. Too. Like, I'll be honest with you. This is worth like 10 times what you want for it. Yeah. So I'll give you eight times what you want for it. Exactly. So I'm like, yeah, be a good person. Even like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. This thing is, it's pretty it, nice. It's literally the best 240Z in the world. This, and I it, hate that it was an estate too, because somebody obviously loved this car so much. And, and then they got, their family got nothing for it. To, to be fair. I mean, at the same time that they also could have done a better job teaching their family how to understand cars. But yeah, I mean, this yeah, is... Sometimes they don't have the means to keep it, you know? Yeah, and I think that's more what this was, is they just didn't have the means, and now this person got, like, really screwed. Now, at the same time, all but two hours later, a 1992 Oldsmobile Silhouette sold on Bring a Trailer. The Dustbuster? The Dustbuster sold. My, uh, and it did not sell for $310,000. Maternal grandfather had one of the... Oh, just like this. It sold... <laughs> For $2,700. It is, but this is the thing. This is the most affordable thing to ever sell on Bring a Trailer. It has to be. But this is the thing. (laughs) This is the best Oldsmobile silhouette ever sold. Does it have a block heater thing sticking out of the. Of course it does. This thing's amazing. Oh, it's perfect. It's got 200,000 miles on it. It's it's got a 3800. It's got a dealership sticker on it. It's amazing. This has to be a Series 1 3800. This is the Cadillac of minivans. This thing had the notoriously (laughs) rotten rear subframe problem. Yes, it did. This car's amazing. They're both really, truly amazing cars. Pure Stratos. So both of these cars were purchased for real-life reasons. Mm -hmm. The person with the 240Z purchased that car to take it to Monterey Car Week. (laughs) Ryan, look at this. It wears 15-inch factory wheels with Goodyear tires on the front and hand cooks (laughs) on the back. They're acknowledging it has mismatched tires I and bring this. a trailer. It's got auto-leveling rear suspension that That's works. very cool. That's super, super cool. This is totally... Just... This is a really awesome vehicle. You want to talk about estate sales. Yeah, yeah. this is it. This is the vehicle. Um, so there's oh, two cars that are goodness. purchased for essentially the same purpose. That 240Z was purchased for somebody to flex it on everybody at Monterey Car Week. This is used to flex on everybody at Radwood. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. This has 200,000 miles on it. Yeah, I know, right? It's wow. super, It's unbelievable. It's really a nice shape. No like, crayons in the carpet? I do I, not believe this it. This is unbelievable. <laughs> so, Jenna. my question is, this is how the Carbotrage Worth It game is played. 
you have these two cars at drastically different price ranges. I love how you're literally stealing the tagline from BuzzFeed. Uh, it's literally just a BuzzFeed worth of thing, but with cars now, because they never did they that. Di- they did do that. They didn't do it as a series, so on them. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's a defunct series anyway. So. Yeah, there you go. Problem solved. Anyway. But check out this Delco Auto Reverse cassette AM FM stereo. My and question is, of these two <clears throat> amazing vehicles, mm-hmm. both beautiful in their own right, that alternator is I was seriously say, overcharged. This one produces way more volts. <laughs> <laughs> this really needs to go. And like, also, it's apparently low on fuel like at five-eighths of a tank. Okay, so this might have some electrical problems. This really needs to go to a mechanic like right now. Um, <laughs> I want this van. The rear axle's probably just rotted through the wiring harness. It's fine. So the question at hand is, which one is a better use of your money? The van. Oh, the van. The van is a better use. The van's $2,700. I've like accidentally lost that much money before. <laughs> Whatever the other one thing, like I've never spent anywhere. I haven't spent half that much on a car. You haven't spent half that on a house. I, literally, if you, well, if it's you, the same thing. I think if you sold all of your cars and your house, you could afford that Datsun. Maybe. That that's the thing. You have a I nice house. I would prefer have my house and all of my you've excellent got, cars. You've got <laughs> multiple very nice cars that are definitely better than that Datsun. <laughs> oh my yeah. word! This is beautiful. <laughs> Look at how poorly silhouette fitting this. <laughs> it's carved into the plastic of the window switch surround on the passenger front door, and so it is bowed up. As much badly. as much as I want to say, it's got the sticker that has no wear on it. Oh my god, this is this is a beautiful sticker. It's a sticker that says "Close your eyes" because it might poke, it might poke your eye out. Because oh. that the door on the silhouette was at the exact height of the but average Ryan, American's eye. It has outside temperature and a compass built into the uh, multifunction display. So looking at the multifunction, is that a DVD or a, 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 no, no, a sunglass holder, a sunglass holder, and then another sunglass holder. So, well, this is all right. So all the seats are independently removable. Beautiful. It's yes. very cool. Again, still talking about the silhouette. Yeah, we don't really care about the dots yeah, and all that we much. Could care less. So I believe the correct answer is there's the inflator for the automatic air suspension with a nipple. It's a so man. You can inflate tires with it too. Yeah, it's very really cool. Nice. It's a very very nifty. Is that van. what this cord is? This might actually be a better vehicle than a 240Z. What I, the hell? I think <laughs> I would actually rather drive this places than that 240Z. <laughs> so. Let's say you're buying either of these as not a daily driver, but these are both going to be a collector vehicle. Oh, yeah, the 240. Which one are you going to take to Monterey Car Week to be cooler? Will you be the awesome dude, the hero in the silhouette? The silhouette that wins will not get bin- in. No, it will. It, that will not. That will get into the bring, bring a trailer barbecue. That happens. well, the bring a trailer one, yeah, because it's but sold on bring a trailer. A, nobody gives a shit about <clears throat> Pebble Beach Concourse Elegance. Look how much oil's coming out of that. Th- oh <laughs> my god! That's how you know it. It won't ever rust. <laughs> that's why the rear axle's still intact on this yeah, one. Yeah, because this all the Covered oil hemorrhages oil. out. There's of the it. block heater. There's your block heater. Do you bring this to win the bring a trailer barbecue and for you just to get to places in style with working air conditioning or do you want the world's sweatiest house with a leather interior of that Datsun? I just I cannot handle the price of that Datsun. Yeah, I, you I know, can't either. Like, these are both the, the best price that these are 
I just love that they advertise <laughs> the mismatched tires. That's like my favorite thing I've ever seen on Bring a Trailer. Like, this is just amazing. So I believe... I like, I could care less about the dots. Couldn't like, care less. Could, yeah, sorry. I couldn't care less about the dots. And like, yeah, Dotsons are really cool, but like... I'll leave this up so we get a new episode thumbnail. <laughs> so I think I have to agree with you, honey. I, that Dotson 240Z, I have to say, is without a doubt the best 240Z I've ever seen in my life. I've ever yeah. seen in my life. I love Z cars. The only reason I don't pay attention to them is I know I'm never going to be able to afford a good one. Now I definitely won't ever and be I able to afford a good one. Like, I know a lot of people with, with Dotsons, and they're just like, A lot of them right. are jerks. A lot yeah, of them are jerks. Yeah, a lot of them are jerks, too. Uh, so I'm just like, don't want to be a part of that community. I don't want somebody mm-hmm. to come up to me and be like, I really like your car. Is and that, I'm be like, I know like get at three me. really <laughs> good people with Dotsons. The dude that actually runs Bring a Trailer... Yeah, he's, he's, really, he's cool. really cool. He's really nice. Um, there's Nathan with the Samurai Z. He's really cool. And then there's Carl, who's that really, really short little Filipino dude with the Datsun. Yeah. He's really cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess Chris Dolan, too. So there's four people that Yeah, but like, that's I like a handful cool. of people. But like the amount of people that would come up and comment on my I, car, I, I'd be like, I probably, no I probably know. But that's the thing is I, I probably know 25 people with Datsuns. And I know, I know five of them that would actively call a dick at all yeah. times, hmm. which is much higher than even your average BMW owner. I don't know a single Oldsmobile silhouette owner. And I that's the thing and I was I about to say. I would love to. The Oldsmobile silhouette <laughs> ownership ratio to dicks How is significantly lower. How high on the knee do those white tube socks go in those New Balance sneakers? So Honestly... Not even that high, I bet, because I bet all the people that own these are really, really cool people. If you took it to Radwood, you would have to wear a 1990s oh, dad outfit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And stack it, like, full of children. You know what? Not only that, Good I don't think you'd have to do anything. I think you could just get Carl Sagan to hop in. Carl's... Not Carl Sagan. What am I, oh I was like, thing. Carl Sagan's very this dead. dead man. <laughs> I was like, that would... Bob Saget. <laughs> Two totally different people. Oh my you ears. Can, you can easily get Bob Saget to go to Radwood with you in this. Easily. No question. If Bob Saget's in town, he'll totally hop in your silhouette and go to Radwood with you. I don't know if I want that to happen. Bob the Saget's moral awesome. of the story is if you have these two options and these two options only buy the damn silhouette. Yeah. Or steal Carl Sagan's body and take the silhouette to Radwood. <laughs> also, you're still going to have the silhouette, so don't buy that Datsun. That Datsun's a stupid purchase. The person that bought it the probably Datsun's has a matching fool. tires, which means they're a fool. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, the correct tires? ownership option is the $2,700 silhouette. I've still never seen anything sell that cheap on Bring a Trailer. The buyer's <laughs> premium would only be like $30. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> trailer is probably pissed. Well, no, it's a hundred dollar flat fee. So, but there's also a buyer premium on oh, top of every sale. <laughs> I know that because when we were shopping for Z8s, anything over a hundred grand is a five thousand dollar flat fee. Holy crap! But like That's un- under a hundred, it's a percentage basis. So either way, both of these cars pissed Sorry. off the owner of Bring a Trailer. It's five percent. Up, up to a hundred grand, and then it's static. So either way, either mm-hmm. one of these cars pissed off the owner. Of yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Which uh, I hear is a great guy. So. He's he's, so like, nice. he's super duper nice. We're looking so. for sponsorship. <laughs> he, so when he found card. out that I really liked Renault Five, yeah. he offered to let me drive the Renault Five. It broke down. 
It's a Renault. Renault. Which is Renault. So he, whenever he saw. I understand. Thank you. Whenever he saw our car. Whenever he saw our car, he'd park next to it with the Renault on the on the trailer. So he's actually a really really good guy. Yeah. I I love Brancheller. The owner Brancheller is super super great guy. The only people I've ever talked to there have been great. Yeah. Yeah. And and I tell them I'm an archaeologist, and they go, "You're the coolest person I met." And I'm like. Like I like that, that's that's the that is, that is the default response of everybody you've told that to. Yeah, yeah, because I'm just like most car well, people are super boring. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you? I'm a banker. I'm, I work I'm, at U.S. Bank as a teller. Yeah, I just think you, it's moving like, on. You suck, like me. Like I work at a repair shop. Like fuck. I me, mean, like yeah. I work talk on, to my girlfriend. She's got the cool job. I work in IT guys. and I drive a Tesla. How much <laughs> you want to talk to me, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. Zero percent is what zero that is. Percent I'm not going to mention that we also have like an E30 M3 with an S54 yeah. and a 1M and a Murcielago 6B that used to be able to buy Pornstar and a Z8 and all this yeah, other shit. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to... No, no, no. I want to set the bar low so you don't it's... care about me and That's then it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Then, oh, by the way, Jenna Jameson's car. <laughs> oh, you didn't ask if I had anything else. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You just assume <laughs> Tesla, okay, he doesn't That's what I, that's I do. I'm like, I the Tesla is like my favorite thing ever because I can get out of conversations with it. It's wonderful. So I, great. Well, my favorite thing is I talk about Mazda 5, and they're like, wait, what? Like, but I, it's a manual. Uh, it's well, no, so cool. That's the litmus test is the Mazda 5. Yeah. Is like, if they get excited about If they ask the you Mazda, if it's a manual right after. That's how I, It's a really good car. It's a good litmus test. Litmus. Litmus test. It's with an M. Well, ah. it's a good litmus test. Thank you. For... I also really like if somebody is like looking at his car, kind of like looking at it confused. Mm-hmm. I go sliding doors manual, and then their brain explodes. Yeah. They go, why is this here? And it's like it's a yeah. manual mini. Name like... name another vehicle in the United States that had that. Yeah, yeah and nobody ever thinks of the that Pravia. small with sliding doors and True. a manual is amazing. But 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 sliding door. We got two. One. Oh, yeah, it's true. Doors. Previa had one. Yeah, and minus two. Actually, come to think of the Oldsmobile Silhouette in Europe had a diesel and a manual. Well, a lot of minivans in Europe. Can we talk about the, the 1007 with the two-door vehicle that two only had doors. sliding doors? It had sliding doors and a manual. No, it did not have a manual. Oh, it's sliding doors and a manual. It only had a paddle shift automated, automated metal. Metal, metal, It was so bad. <laughs> the first gen, like smart automated manual transmission, made by the French, put into a small hatchback that only had French-made sliding <laughs> doors on it. <laughs> that sounds like a really good. So way. after I import an Avant time, maybe I'll look for a one double oh seven, if there are any left. Oh my god, that'd be That's perfect. That's gonna be hilarious. So, I think this. Is a great place in the episode with think, what we learned this week. Oh God! We didn't learn anything. You didn't learn. You're an archaeologist. You're what's what was your word of the week? So, well, my word. No. What was your word of the day today? Today they didn't learn a word of the day because I was with the toddlers. What was your word of the day yesterday? Fuck, uh, a uh, gaggle. What's a gaggle? A flock of geese. That's what you learned. I learned that uh, longtime employees that have not been promoted in a while are terrible managers. Yes. Hmm. That's odd. Something no, I learned. That's very so this is what I learned. I learned uh, when Mehmed the Second was um, <laughs> was besieging Jesus Constantinople <laughs> that uh, he couldn't break the city wall. So what he actually did, you will never hear this anywhere else, folks. <laughs> this um, this wide a gamut of crap. <laughs> yeah. 
will never occur on your eardrums within a one-hour period as it will on Carbitrage. Please continue. I, I learned that Mehmed II of the Ottoman Empire, when he's besieging Constantinople, actually went around Constantinople, across the Golden Horn, which is their, the port of Constantinople, uh, which is not Istanbul, um, which Istanbul, was Constantinople. Constantinople. But anyway, uh, what he actually did to get the ships around the uh, giant 700-ton chain that would literally stop boats was he went and cut down the forest and towed the boats over the hill and slid them into the bay in the middle of the night, and they woke up in the morning to a nasty surprise. And, <laughs> like, not only did he cut down the forest, but while he was cutting down the forest so they didn't hear him, much like in Macbeth, he had cannon fire. So, like, you know how in Macbeth they all dress up like trees? Yes. His, so his trees dressed up as trees is cannon fire all day. If you're watching in the video version, I am as uncomfortable as I appear. <laughs> so that's what I learned. I won. Netflix produces very so- sexy documentaries. Yeah, Mehmed II also like Post Milan. And on that sort note, of. we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.